Hello and welcome to Mindfulness Music and More with me, Shalini Bala-Lucas, and my co-host, Mugambi Nthigo. It's an absolute pleasure to be here with you and to bring you the fifth season of this podcast, focusing on your mental health and well-being. Our lineup of guests will inspire you, inform you, entertain you, motivate you. They'll make you cry, they'll make you smile, and they'll always give you food for thought. So do stay with us for the next hour as we talk about mental health and mindfulness, play some music, and meditate together. But first, hey, Mugambi, welcome. How are you doing this week? I'm good. I'm really good. Enjoying the beginning of March? Yes, um, we have about a month left of this beautiful weather, so I'm going to continue enjoying it. The days are getting a little bit shorter. I really liked the long days in February, it January, hot, February. Though. It's hot, It's hot. It is, it is hot. It is hot, <laughs> but you know, when it's cold, it's cold. When it's hot, it's hot. Well, so this I'm is enjoying. it, right? Nairobians, when it's cold, we moan about it being too cold. And when it's hot, we moan about it being too hot. Yeah. We should just be happy. I, I guess so. <laughs> Uh, I've been, I was during the cold season, this very, very cold season last year that seemed to extend five months. I was really trying to stay as present as possible. Absolutely. Yeah, now it's a lot easier doing it with the heat. I really need to stop talking about the weather because I'm so Muzungu in that way because that's what Brits did, right? For 25 years, that's what we start our conversation with. Oh, it's so hot. Oh, it's so cold. Oh, there are too many leaves on the lines, you know? I'm not going to do that in the next show, I promise. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm the one who brought it up, by the way. So, yeah, because okay. I'm a person of the weather. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, really good. Enjoying the shows. And like I mentioned last week, we are beginning to build in a new key. So knee deep in architect plans. But Cece was great last week, wasn't she? Talking yeah, about Kasima Festival. Yeah. I, I've, I've been thinking about attending. I'm still not sure, but you well, know. Yeah, we have time. We have time. Yeah. Anyway, let's introduce our guest today, who's All the right. founder and CEO of Let's Go Mental Kenya. She was diagnosed with depression, anxiety and bipolar disorder in 2015. So that's quite a while ago. A journey that was very lonely and confusing. And this led her to speak about mental health to support and encourage those living with mental disorders. She describes herself as empathic, whimsical, I love that, and adaptive. Warieme Karingi, welcome to Mindfulness Music and More. Karibu. Hi, Shalini. Thank you so much for having me. Did I say your name correctly? Yes, you did. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Mugambi was tutoring me before. <laughs> <laughs> I've been tutored by her as well. Very I, I, many I times. Was saying it, I was saying it wrong for a long, long time. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I would I would say, just reading it as you read it, it's Warimi. Yeah, it's Warimi as you read it. Yeah. But then now the last two eyes have a cup. Ah. So it's an embu name accent. and then it has a cup. So they are the other accent. Mm. Yeah, so it's Warieme. So tell me something. When somebody says your name wrong, do you correct them? Because it's a I thing keep with telling me. my parents that they gave me a very difficult life <laughs> because <laughs> I have to say my name at least three, four times. Before. Before. And like before, like maybe say they call a bank and they're like, oh, so we're your Wariami or something. <laughs> so sometimes I'm like, okay, now. So I have to start. Winter, Alpha, Romeo, <laughs> India, <laughs> India. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, so I'm not the only one. Yeah, you're not the only one. But people call me Wa because they can't go past the Wa. So <laughs> Wa is my name for, has been my name for many years. I like that because Wa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wa. Wa. Yeah. Because you know there's about like a dozen like interpretations of Wa. Oh. Based on how you say it. Okay. Yeah. yeah there's like Wa. 
Yeah, oh, like, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's just so many. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's and a bit like, wow, when you say, wow, yeah, you're like, wow, wow. really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, <laughs> oh, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, okay. Well, anyway, welcome. Thank you. Tell Very us cool. about this time in 2015 when you were diagnosed with depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder. Were you working at that time and where were you working? Okay, yes. So by that time, I was actually working at ICT company. It was a multi... Actually, I keep telling people I used to work for a Fortune 500 company. So it was an ICT. I was in sales and I was working at that time. And I remember before I actually felt sick, like a year leading to being diagnosed, I had started experiencing a lot of headaches. I used to feel very like my brain is foggy all the time. Like I wasn't present. I was struggling with my concentration, my memory. And then like now in the industry that we're in, we used to do a lot, a lot, a lot of trainings. So you'd find like I'd go in for a training and within 15 minutes, if I meet one of the managers in the corridor and they asked me how was the training what did you pick from it and I'd be so clueless about it so I'd been struggling but I didn't know what was wrong um though at that time I used to drink a lot Mugambi has known me for years so he knows that so I used to sometimes attribute it towards the heavy drinking so whether it's a hangover my body has not recovered from two days ago you know all those things so slowly slowly then now I remember also when I used to take photos for example or when I'm upset I used to find myself shaking like I would be trembling a bit but I didn't understand why why am i trembling what's going on what what is going on in my body so there were a lot of these things going on in me i just didn't understand so the day when i was okay rather okay let me take you back a bit the day that i actually now felt sick that was the turning point towards this new journey of mine is it was my sister's birthday 16th i mean sorry wedding 16th of june i was actually the best maid and at the point where she, they were exchanging vows, like I suddenly started feeling dizzy. I started having heart palpitations. Wow. I was trembling. Like I knew that I was going to collapse. Mm. So my parents noticed that there was something wrong. So they sent one of the other bridesmaids to come and relieve me. An aunt of mine got me water, some glucose from somewhere. I drank it and all that. Went for the photo shoot and I was fine. So I was like, oh, maybe that that must be my hangover, you know? <laughs> so you kept, you kept attributing it to, to alcohol. Yeah, and alcohol a- was actually masking all the... Exactly. Exactly, okay. exactly. Yeah. So now in the afternoon, we went for the reception. It was fun. I went for the evening party. No incidences, nothing. So the next day, we were traveling with my mom to the coast. So we went, had a nice week. We were leaving on Thursday night so that I can report back to work on Friday. Mm. So that Thursday night, I was experiencing very intense, intense, intense headaches. Oh, I did mention that. Now, all the other symptoms that I was experiencing even from before, the main one was um, headaches. And I remember I used to have to send the tea girl to buy me better pain every single day. That's the time when, they were, when you could buy them over the counter. Mm-hmm. Now you can't. And now right now it's like a drug. If you find someone with better pain, you're like, where did you get from? Please <laughs> give me. <laughs> So anyway, I remember taking a lot of better pain. And um, so even on that day, when we were coming back to Nairobi, I don't remember the trip from the airport, uh, from the hotel all the way to the airport and to Nairobi. So when we got here, my mom was like, you need to go to hospital. So I told her, you know what, I've been on leave. And you know how employers frown upon you calling in after you're on leave to say that you're not well. Mm -hmm. So I told her, let me just force myself to go to the office. I report. Then I tell my manager I need to go to hospital. So when we were in the meeting, my direct manager now started hounding me because I was in sales and we used to give in our numbers for the week mm. like what has come in and what you're expecting for the next week so she kept hounding me like you need to know your numbers you need to know your numbers now we were chatting on a in-house online chat so i was telling her let the person who was 
sitting in for me do the update and then I can update later but she just kept insisting insisting so I found myself now heart palpitations I started trembling I started feeling dizzy like everything now was just like escalating one after the other and before I knew it I collapsed How long would you say that you were having these episodes for how many weeks months So what I can say is that um Okay, let me finish. Let me finish yeah. until and then I'll take you back, right? <laughs> yeah. So now I was uh, rushed to hospital. So of course I'd collapsed, rushed to hospital. They did all sorts of tests. At that time I couldn't walk. I wasn't making sense of what was going on around me. Like it was really just a whole total mess. So after that diagnosis, I, I, I had to be admitted. Okay. Because admitted no, what into hospital? Yeah, into hospital. Into so a general ward. Yeah, general of. ward. So it's at Nairobi Hospital. Okay. Because now you can imagine this this person. She can't walk. She has to be assisted in walking or to be put. on a wheelchair. Gosh. I'm not understanding where I am, what's going on, who is who, you know, I was just so making head or tail so I had to be admitted. So I was admitted for about three weeks doing tests, doing all those things and everything was just clean. In fact, I'm very surprised my organs were clean considering the alcohol <laughs> and tobacco. <laughs> Tell me, how old were you at this stage? <laughs> this stage I was 35. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I was 35. So you were in hospital for how long? I was in hospital for three weeks. Okay. And then I left because you see now we're like, I can't just be in hospital and we don't know what's wrong. Okay. And now we are started saying that we need to plan now to start going to India. Yeah. And the main issue at that point Okay, oh. so the so the results didn't bring up anything. They didn't bring up anything. Ah, okay. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't there was nothing physical. There was nothing like, physical okay. exactly. Yeah. And the symptoms are still presenting themselves. But the, themselves. yeah, the, the symptoms are still presenting themselves. Mm. So now what we had thought because of the intense headaches we thought it was a neurological problem or because of the anxiety and heart palpitations we thought it was a cardiological problem but it's interesting right you said it manifests physically that's yeah. what mental health problems when you don't take a, you don't listen to your mental health yes. they start manifesting in a way that you're going to listen exactly. and that's it sounds like that's what was happening yes, with you yes that's what was happening yeah okay yeah so yeah. when did you realize this is not a physical issue it's just manifesting physically So it took almost two months. Okay. Yeah, in and out, seeing cardiologists, neurologists. I was all over the place. And then I got to see a neurologist in Nairobi Hospital. Yeah. A very good neurologist. So he's the one who told me, he's like, okay, I've sat down, I've looked at everything, and I think you're suffering from depression. So that was now almost two months into now me collapsing at work. Okay. So once now that happened he referred me now to a psychiatrist okay. and um, we did all the evaluation tests and everything and then that's when now he told me what I'm suffering from. Did they diagnose depression anxiety and bipolar? No, at that time they started with depression and anxiety. Okay. Yeah. So let's go back to how long were you suffering from all these physical manifestations before it was diagnosed? How many months would you say? Okay, so the physical manifestation I could say maybe one and one and a half years. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you were actually the physical manifestations you were and before you actually diagnosed. Yes. So that's not even to say that you were feeling all these things like the anxiety was probably even more than that. Yeah, it was definitely more, but you see now I also didn't I didn't know what it was. Mm. And actually even like um, I remember there were a couple of times when I went to Nairobi hospital with you know a racing heart, I have headaches, I have this, I'm given this medication, I go back home, then I'm like okay, I need to stop drinking. I think it's a drinking that's causing me all those things. So it's a, it was a year and a half but the emotional bit or the psychological bit started all the way in 2008 oh and you oh. were diagnosed in 2015. 2015 yes exactly so what was it like because i know that when i came to kenya three years ago to try and get anyone to talk about their mental health illness was mm-hmm. so stigmatized and yeah. taboo nobody wanted to talk about it when you were told okay you are being diagnosed with depression anxiety bipolar what was that like for you how did you feel and how did your family and friends react 
Okay, based on the fact that I'd been out on the, of the office for two months yeah. and like I'd really like this was my dream job. Like I was where I had planned my career to be at by yeah. the time now I was falling sick. Yeah. So being away from the office for two months for me was now hell because I'm like, I lose my job, I lose my job. So at this stage, you're only worried about your job. I'm only worried about my you're job. You're not even thinking about your health. No. Okay. Yeah. Really interesting. Look, yeah. we have to take a break. We need to go and listen to your first song choice. But I do want to come back and talk about the stigma around it or the perception around it that you and your family had. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. So let's let's go to your first song choice. It's Overcomer by yeah. Mandisa. Let's have a listen.
And welcome back to Mindfulness Music and More with me, Mugambi Ntega. And me, Shalini Bala Lucas. And welcome to our special guest, Variemi Karingi, who has been telling us about her journey of um, this high-flying job at a Fortune 500 company that was cut short by a diagnosis of anxiety and depression. And you'd gotten to the point of the story where you were worried, even as the diagnosis was being sought and uh, having taken two months away from work, just worried not really about your health, but worried about this impending yes. lifestyle change that was coming that would be led by your losing your job. Yeah. So do you want to carry on about that? Okay. So as I was mentioning, I by the time now I was seeing the psychiatrist, I was like, okay, give me the medication. I go back to work. Now, for me at that point, I didn't realize that depression treatment is a long-term treatment. You thought you're going to be given a few pills? And yeah, a few pills, maybe for a month, two months, and then even two I don't even think I thought of two months. For me, I was like, okay, you're saying I'll be back to work in the next two weeks. Give me these medications, I'll take them. In fact, I didn't resist the medication. It shows mm. how little education yeah. there was around that in 2015, yeah. right? Yeah. So for me, I was like, okay, let's do this. Bring the medications. I hear they're addictive. I'll deal with the addiction later. <laughs> I need to get back to work. <laughs> You know, so that's now what happened. And then now that's when I realized now after their diagnosis, medication, then now we were going back to 2008 when I realized that the emotional aspect of it started in 2008. And that's the time now I noticed that I used to be very irritable. I was those people who would cry all the time with no explanation, still now well under the influence. There were just so many things. I used to be suicidal. And then now the suicidal bit used to take me through a very vicious cycle of I'm feeling suicidal. And then it would be, what's wrong with you? You have this great job. You have this great life. Why are you so ungrateful? What's wrong with you? And then now you, it now takes you lower and lower and lower mm. to that suicidal rat. Yeah. So I didn't understand what all those suicidal things were. Now, until now, when I was diagnosed in 2015, then a lot now made sense. It makes sense. Now, okay. Yeah. I really want us to talk about your your healing and yeah. your recovery and, yeah. and what led you to, what happened to your career. And, and what led you to let's go mental so let's start yeah. with that so what happens now yeah. how do you start healing and recovering and making changes okay so what happened i got back to work after 10 months i had amazing amazing employers they kept my job for 10 months um, which is quite unheard wow. of in yeah that time, can we imagine huh? can yeah. we imagine and 10 whole months f- being fully aware of what was going yes, on how much in the loop were they my direct boss was quite in the loop because you see she needed to understand by the time now she's going to speak to senior management she has to have a concrete solid story so my senior management knew but now you know the way things spread around in the office someone got to find out that I was at a because now after that time when I was diagnosed I had to be admitted into a rehabilitation center a mental health center unfortunately because I was like really really not in a good place so people in the office got to find out and someone started spreading this rumor that I was addicted to (laughs) That I was addicted to heroin and cocaine, and that's the reason why I was in a rehabilitation center. Oh my goodness! You know. Um, but anyway, that said, sorry, please remind me again. What had you asked me the last? Bit? So I just yeah. want to see the okay. recovery. So what? Oh, happens? the recovery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the recovery actually, uh, Mogambi, should I be honest? Yeah, no, go ahead. It have not recovered. Of course. <laughs> so no, it's it's a it's an ongoing process. Yeah, it's an ongoing but process. You you are on medication yes. and you probably will be for the rest of your life. Yes. Especially if you've got bipolar disorder. Yeah. So did you carry on working or did you give your job up? Now, after the three months I had to give my job up. Okay. Because they were like I knew it was a sales job. Yeah. And we were talking and then I remember like at that time my targets for sales were seven point eight million dollars. Wow. For a year. So now how am I achieving those numbers when I still have this yeah, year condition? So, so then when did you decide to set up Let's Go Mental Kenya? So when I left work, 
I moved to, I started, I stayed home for like one and a half years, two years. Okay. I opened a business. I'd always wanted to sell lingerie. I used to sell it from the boot of my car and things like that, just casually. Okay. So I opened a, a shop at Lovington Mall. Okay. Which ran for, there's a lot about 1.2 years now that I'm speaking about <laughs> it in my life. <laughs> so for about 1.2 years, then the business went down because I couldn't be there all the time. There are days the shop would remain closed for three days or I hire someone, they don't go. You know, it was just like really a hassle. So the business shut down. And for me, I knew now that business has shut down. My dream career has come to an end. Pretty much, I'm done. So around that time, I started becoming very, I was very suicidal. Okay. Because you, you had nothing to stand up for, yeah, or get up nothing. for. Yeah. yeah. So I remember I would wake up every every night at around midnight. That time I was living on some other apartments on Bagathi Road. And I would look down, I was on fifth floor, and I would look down and I'd be like, now if I jump here, will I, wow. will I survive or will I die? So like I used to go and stand there all the time and I'm like, I'm preparing. Then one day I was like, you know, why don't I just do this? Instead of dying with this pain, why don't I help? two, three people hmm. regarding their mental health and then I can die. So at least I can help. I say, <laughs> oh, at so least were, I can say. You were trying to uh, balance your karma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and, I and al- almost like leave a legacy exactly, behind that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So now that's what now my thoughts started. And then just one day I just thought of the words let's go mental. Before I knew it I had a friend who was learning photography and videography. We started our YouTube channel and that slowly. So it just started now building slowly, slowly. Now we've, um, I do a lot of Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, LinkedIn. I'm mainly active on Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, sorry, not Twitter, Instagram and, and LinkedIn. And then I also do like now such podcasts, radio shows, TV shows. I've registered the organization as well. Um, we have a board of 10, 10 board members. Okay. Mm. Currently, I'm still the one who's running the day-to-day activity because we don't really have much going on. But right now we are trying to focus or rather we are targeting to create our school-based programs in high schools in Kenya. Amazing. So it feels like Let's Go Mental gave you purpose again. It did. And it, it gave did. you a reason to live. Yes, it so, did. So what, first of all, how are you funded? Yeah. And secondly, what's your main purpose for the organization? So how are you funded? Okay. So at the moment, everything I'm doing is on pro bono. Okay. Pro bono basis. We registered in 2018. So right now, everything I'm doing, okay, there are some talks that I get paid here and there. Um, But since the fact that I'm still, what you can say, kind of new in the market, there's some pushback I've been getting from people in terms of, okay, fine, you're a patient, but you don't have technical mm. training. So how will you be able to stand in front of people and tell us that? So I find myself having to really like sell that angle or sell that direction of things. Yeah. Then Shalini, I've forgotten what you asked me. That's now, okay. let me just mention, let me and just mention I love this. like how you can just tell a story and then you're like, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> no, that is actually part of the anxiety. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. it's part of the anxiety. So, so, so what I asked was, what's the purpose of Let's Go Mental okay. now, now yeah. that you're more established a few yeah. years on? Yeah. Okay. So as I mentioned, school-based uh, mental health awareness um, program, currently we are getting in to schools to start doing research to find out what they have on the ground what's their mental le- uh, literacy levels what do they know about mental health do have they been uh, um, exposed to mental health all those things right so once we do the research then now we will be able now to go out and look for funding but one of the things i must say and um, i'm sure you've noticed from some of the answers that i've given you on those questions that i'm quite a spiritual person and for me i've always believed that somehow god brings people at the right time and the right you know so every single step i'm taking as much as it's very 
very frustrating because I'm like, I want to be out there. I want people to see me. I want to do this amazing work. But I also have to remind myself every day that it's step at a time. So when the time for the funding comes, somehow, somewhere, and I always tell people this. I think I've told Mugambi this before. I know when I get, need funding, someone somewhere out there will see my work and contact me and tell me they have a mental health funding. Yeah, and I, I will not go looking for it. And I think that's a very spiritual belief that the yeah. universe will provide when it's supposed yes. to provide. Yeah. I, I love that. I really do. Yeah. I have to ask you this and mm-hmm. I just want my listeners to hold themselves in compassion, especially any of you who are going through something similar. Yeah. But are you still suicidal at any time in your life these days? Um, Not in the past. Yes, I have actually. I have, I have, because the reason why I have, I was trying to think about it because for the whole of last year, I've been struggling with chronic, chronic, chronic anxiety. Okay. Like it's been just, it's been hell. Because even like I had to be admitted uh, beginning of February okay. last year. I was out and then I got better. And when I say I got better, I meant got better to be able to step out of my house in August. Okay. So, so from taken- February to August, all I was doing was hospital back home. Does medication help you? It does. Okay. It does. But um, so I've also noticed that for me, we have to keep switching my medicines quite often. Okay. Especially because, and then it's interesting. My journey is very interesting because you'll find like now the anxiety is one that has been disturbing me for so long. So it'll be anxiety, 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 anxiety. Then the anxiety goes and then now you'll find now like now I'll have a long stretch of depression. And then of course the manic episodes, which I have now bipolar type 2. So they're the manic episodes. But so... There's bipolar 1 and bipolar 2. Yes, okay. So bipolar 1, you'll find someone has extreme mania. Yeah. They're very excited, happy, grandioses. They have, you know, they see like they can conquer the world. Yeah. And then they get into a depression. Okay. Now bipolar 2... The mania is not as high, okay. but the depression is deeper than, than so one. You, so oh, you, because I, I know bipolar people who've had bipolar one, and they'll go, I'm happy to have the mania because I actually work much, much yes, harder. Yes, but they're having mania is the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't even have that as high. You have just the depression, which is much lower. Yes, okay. yes. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for being so vulnerable. I'm so sorry. We have to go to your next song choice. Because okay, no problem. Um, and you've chosen a great song. It's Brighter Day by Saudi Soul. Let's go yeah. have a listen. Okay. Okay. Cause I'm certain brighter days are yet to come Ain't no question that tomorrow there'll be good times Good times I believe with every beat of my heart Cause I'm certain brighter days are yet to come Days are yet to come 
Nazidi makini kazaidi I'm holding on a little bit longer Of love from up above, the sun is not too far away. Now I shut up, now not far. I know I will be okay. Reach for the stars with everything in my heart. I know, I know, I know, I know. Cause I'm searching brighter days are yet to come. Ain't no question. Welcome back to Mindfulness Music and More with me, Mugambi Ntega. And me, Shalini Bala-Lucas. And we are joined by the founder and CEO of Let's Go Mental, Wariemi Karengi. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. And uh, we just want to go into the quote, um, this quote that we ask our guests to give us a quote that inspires them, that sort of sets the wind in mm. their sails. Mm-hmm. And you quoted Dr. Brene Brown, and the quote goes as follows. People who wade into discomfort and vulnerability and tell the truth about their stories are the real badasses. Yes. <laughs> and you have been really vulnerable. Really I have been, been very, very, story. very, very vulnerable. And knowing yeah. you personally, this is yeah. how you live your life. Just yeah. be very... I, I remember the day you told me that, um, yeah. oh, I have a reason that wasn't seizures that I was feeling during my sister's wedding. Yeah. Uh, what is happening is that I have now been diagnosed with depression and anxiety. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what this quote means to you? Yeah, because I think the vulnerability you've shown, you are a badass. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so why but, why does it resonate? Okay, yeah, it it resonates because you know in this journey of advocacy, I have had very many doubts hmm. as to am I doing the right thing? What do people out there think about me? What are people saying about this? Am I embarrassing my family? Am I embarrassing myself? You know, there have been all these questions and opening up about deep issues in your life is very hard. Yeah. And even when I do, like even coming for this talk, for example, most of the time when I go home, I'll find myself quite a bit drained. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because I'm opening up a side of me that no one can see other than when I speak. Mm. So I feel like if I'm able to tell guys, hey, look, I've broken my brain. Yeah. And here I am. Here I'm telling you the pain that I'm going through because of my broken brain, if I can put it that way. So please ask me the question again. <laughs> You've actually answered the question. I'm 
because the question is where, like, where, where does this quote the listeners need to know you see what anxiety can do to you right, right. no and As i think just, that's i think that's fair enough because we we hear it and then we respond but also i think a lot of the time the medication is really yes. messes with you in a way it keeps you on an even keel yeah. but it also gives you things like brain fog exactly and, yeah so yeah. no 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 we understand completely yeah. <laughs> i i do want to talk about you've touched on it just now and it was mm-hmm. a question i asked earlier about stigma yeah because obviously you will see that a lot in your work yeah but when you first told your friends and family mm-hmm. i have depression yeah what was what was it like okay i came to realize or i've come to learn one thing about my family is when something drastic happens it's like people just keep quiet okay people keep quiet and they're like okay so you want water okay you want mm. like it's it's not like no one knows how to approach it so it's the people just keep quiet and just go with the flow my mom was very supportive she was in denial she's been in denial for many years mm. she still she, is no right now she's in acceptance okay but you know before it used to be oh you know we need to go and pray we need to go and see pastor yeah. who yeah. you need to keep praying you know there was all that and it really used to affect me by the way until i spoke to someone who told me you know you need to try and see it from her perspective mm. you her daughter she wants to see you get better so as in her only way of coping with this thing is to be in denial that it's actually happening and she had to hear it from someone else a speaker who had gone to church and uh, suffers from depression and she called me she's like so that is what you've been uh, telling me when you so were th- saying it it didn't matter yeah <laughs> exactly you know mm-hmm. but yeah family were very supportive my friends as well were very supportive um, of course i lost friends along the way there okay. are those ones who have still stood by me till today one of them being my dear mogambi <laughs> here mogambi wakes up in the middle of the night and he's like when I'm calling him I'm like oh my god I feel like I'm going to die I feel like this he's like okay come and sleep on my couch mm. you know oh we're oh, neighbors yeah yeah we're oh, neighbors okay. like yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm always easily <laughs> yeah exactly. but still yeah. even if we are neighbors like not many people would, would open their door to me and mm. not many people would keep picking up my calls It's hard. It's hard. I think people who I'm don't get any emotion. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell. That's okay. Just breathe. Cuz okay. it's not it's I mean I in fact when I was with some friends of mine yesterday and I was telling them a story and I'm like yeah then I call Mogambi then they like my god Mogambi yani it's always Mogambi so they they bless him so much it's <laughs> Oh thank you. Yeah so bless you yeah so having amazing friends like Mogambi other people out there that it's they've been really but, amazing. But I think that's it right when you yeah. when you are so vulnerable and you share so openly and you tell your story and people yeah. don't understand they are going to fall by the wayside. Yeah. And those who understand it because Mogambi you've had your struggles as well. Yeah. You're going to be there as much as you can be for somebody. Yeah. So I think this really is just the way it is. I think we have to rather than try and hold on to friendships yes. and yes. relationships that don't work. Yeah. Let them go. Yeah. Right? It's true. It's and true. I think through your work as well, you mm-hmm. must see this that yeah. other people will have the same struggles with yes. friends and family. Yes, yes, yes. And it's to say it's okay. It's okay. It's yeah. true. It's true. In fact, I normally tell guys that a lot because I tell them, you know, you expect your best friend like for example i had a very cool, close friend who was a doctor and the fact that she's my close friend all the way from high school she's a doctor i imagined like should work with me to 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 but she was nowhere to be found mm. and and that's okay right yeah. it hurts at the time yeah it hurts at the time but, but then it reached a point i was like 
sawa. She's yeah. yeah, sawa. She was not meant to be part of this journey. Yeah. And it's okay. We just keep moving on. I think that's yeah. really br- a brave realization yeah. as well. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Look, let's do a meditation. I'm okay. going to keep it. I I don't know. Do you meditate to help with your anxiety? Yes, I do. Actually, I recently I used to, I walk a lot. I love walking. Okay. But then I recently actually started doing a lot of breathing exercises. Okay. Yeah, so I'm slowly now right now I'm doing 10 minutes so I'm starting to get better then I'll grow okay. like that. In fact, I want to become a breathing a, Bra- a breath work trainer. Yeah, yeah. Bre- yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. So it's my my plan for this year. There you go. Okay, yeah. look, let's do a mindfulness of breath which I think will really help you. So just finding okay. a comfortable seated position. Okay. And then closing your eyes or lowering your gaze, whatever you're comfortable with. And then bringing your attention to your breath. Exhaling and inhaling through your nose in your own time. Feeling the different sensations as you breathe in and breathe out. The breath on your upper lip. The rise and fall of your stomach. You may want to put your hands on your stomach just to feel the rise as you breathe in and the fall as you breathe out. If you find your mind is wandering, don't worry, that's what minds do. Acknowledge that your mind has wandered. Don't judge yourself, be kind to yourself and gently bring your mind back to your breathing. Breathing in and breathing out. Whatever you're feeling, calm, anxious, angry, just let it be. Acknowledge your feelings, allow them to be. Focusing on your breath, breathing in and breathing out. And then continue this for as long as you'd like in your own time. But for now, bringing your attention back to the space you're in, back to your body back to my voice and slowly opening your eyes mm. so calming it's calming <laughs> look let's just go straight to one and only by Adele you've been
Welcome back to Mindfulness Music and more. So tell us, why did you choose that song, One and Only by Adele? Because there's someone that I sing it for. <laughs> ah. uh-huh. Who is this person? There's someone that I sing it for and I'm just like, one day, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. 
There's a special someone. Yeah, there's a special. This song is dedicated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's not you. No, it's not me. Okay. So it's yeah. not. We're not going to get an exclusive on this show. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's right. When it comes, you remember when we said the the universe? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah but okay. it actually, it's been one of those songs like from the time it came out, and recently now I felt it started resonating with someone, or I started oh. feeling it towards someone, and I was like, hmm, I'm gonna continue playing it. Okay. Never know what will come out of that. I think that's another way to manifest, <laughs> right? Yeah. Manifestation. Okay. Like we always uh, cast our guests away on a desert island just yeah. so <laughs> that they can have a break. Mm-hmm. And what would you take? What one book would t- you take on this desert island whilst you're there relaxing? Definitely the Bible. You know okay. that is the most popular answer on you, you this show. Oh, this really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously a lot of people get a lot of peace from the Bible. Yeah. So why, what, what is it about the Bible that resonates with you? For me, it's the peace that it gives me. Okay. Mm. You know, you can be in a certain situation, things are burning and all that stuff. And when you just open that book, you'll find something that's in line with what you're going through. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so either it would be the Lord is your strength and your shield. He is with you wherever you walk. Or maybe you're stressed about something. Don't worry. God has got this in control. You know, all those things. So you so, so you are religious. You've I am religion. very religious. By okay. the way, ask Mugambi. I'm super religious. You, Mugambi, are you religious? I've never no. asked you this. No, I'm not really that religious i used to be okay actually yeah. we kind of switched places yeah we switched you back in in campus <laughs> yeah. i was the very religious one yeah. you were the one enjoying life and it I'm, seems I'm to be i'm curious what happened i will say this i discovered god uh-huh, that is the thing that uh-huh. happened and i did not have to have a religious buffer in between so so you you believe in a god but Absolutely. you don't have an organized religion no. that you okay no. Okay, it. though I also and don't my, have an organized mo- religion as well but bible is from christianity okay yeah yeah I do believe, I mean, speaking of, it's it's, it's an interesting conversation because I do believe a lot of the words and a lot of the wisdom that's found in the Bible has a lot of universal truths that Mm. apply across the board. I absolutely agree because I think we, if we look at ancient wisdom teaching, it's actually all the same. It's just man has gone and corrupted it. Yeah, exactly. So I think, and and that's why I don't follow a religion because I feel that I do believe in a higher power and absolute because I think it would be arrogant not to. We're so small in this great universe. Mm. But I also believe that we must honor what everyone believes in. You are follow a religion, that's great. You don't follow a religion, you're an atheist, that's your Mm. journey. I'm spiritual, that's my journey. And if we can all just accept that, then we're actually doing what I believe is religion. Mm. It's Mm. kindness, right? It's tolerance, it's acceptance. And I do, I agree, I think the Bible has some amazing teaching. Mm. It's how you interpret it. Exactly. And I think that's what's important. Exactly. Sorry, that was completely on the aside. No, that's cool. (laughs) You're still on this desert island (laughs) with your Bible. Yes. And if there's only one song you could play, what song would that be? Goodness of God. Okay. By Bethel Music. Bethel Music, yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? I mean, I I, I feel like we've already talked about it. Yeah. Why this particular song? Okay, first it's because it's what's currently encouraging me. And um, I believe that it would be a a reminder every single day, the goodness of God. Look at the clouds, the goodness of God. Look at this never-ending blue sea, but the goodness of God, you know. Mm -hmm. So you just look for goodness in everything that is around you, which will keep you now, you know, upbeat and not depressed. I love that. I'm looking forward to listening to the song. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's a beautiful yeah. way to look at it. Um, yeah. So you're listening to Goodness of God while reading your Bible. If yeah. there's one luxury item you could take with you to this desert island, what would that be? A bed. 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I've been with those duvets from hotels. You know, the, yeah, those yeah, yeah. Nice, the high thread oh. pants, the one that you feel like you're in a cloud. Yeah. <laughs> that is what I will take. Oh, man, yeah. yeah that, that I can, completely I can, makes I, sense. I can actually see that. She's curled up on this comfy bed, yeah. reading her Bible, listening to listening Goodness to of God. Yeah. yeah. And then she invites a certain somebody, which is like, to lunch. Yes. Yeah. Who's that going to be? Adele. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Why? When I hear her talking, she's so hype. And you know, she her personality and her songs are very different. Very different. They're yeah. very, very you, different. You, you, you meet the real Adele and it's like, what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think just that she's just a lovely soul. She's just a lovely soul. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tell me something. What would you, what would you, advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? Knowing what you know now. Knowing and, and, what I and, know now. And having been through so, so much. much. Yeah. I would tell myself, do you? Mm. Do you? Don't listen to what people around you say. Mm. Don't think about their opinions. Don't stop doing things because others are not doing them. You know, stop comparing. So just do you. Focus on you. Because even like with my advocacy right now, I definitely would have stopped a long time ago because mm. some of the comments that I've received from people. Even as recently as a very close friend of mine telling me what a party, I got an anxiety attack and she's like, why are you making a scene? Oh, oh wow. You know? Yeah. And um, being told that people don't need to know that you have this thing. And then I was asking her like, okay, so where am I supposed to talk about this thing? Mm. I live in the house alone. Fine. I've posted on Instagram. I've posted on Facebook. I've gone to Capital FM, talked to Shalini Mugambi, gone back home. Mm. I don't have any other work. Next week, Saturday, I'm at a party. It's the only social gathering yeah, that I'll yeah, be in. Yeah, yeah. So where else am I supposed to talk about the anxiety? I feel like people still need this education. I feel like we need to do another Manic Monologues, mm. Mugambi. Because I agree it, totally. Oh, you watched it, yeah? I was there. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming to see that. And I remember you had good things to say about it. Yeah. I think there's a lot that needs to be said about the day-to-day manifestation mm. of what mental illness mm. looks mm. like. And mm. how we react to it yeah. when somebody tells you that they're having an anxiety or shows you. Or, yeah. I mean, you don't have an anxiety attack just like that on to show on, somebody on cue. Yeah, on cue. exactly. It, it, yeah. happen, it happens when you least expect exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you know you have no control. And even the feeling after that, because like now I mean, every time after I get an anxiety attack, I always become emotional. Mm. Yeah, I don't have any control over that. Mm. So mm. you can't start telling me, oh, you know, people didn't have to see anyway. Just know, so I cut her you. off. Yeah. <laughs> and life moves on. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so let's go, men. So, what kind of people can contact you, and how can they contact you? Who should be? Who are you catering to, and how can they get hold of you? Okay, so at the moment, we're actually catering to everyone. So meaning if you're a person with lived experience, so actually we use the word person with lived experience. That's the correct word, correct way of referring to someone with a mental illness. Because people normally fumble a lot. You're like, she has depression. Yeah, you just refer to the person as a person with lived experience. So people with lived experience, they are caregivers, schools, friends you know like pretty much everyone we cater to everyone okay and how um, can people get hold of you okay so we are on instagram as uh, instagram and facebook as let's go mental.ke okay mm-hmm. and then on linkedin as let's go mental kenya okay right. so they can drop me dms they can follow my page share content etc 
Thank you so much for being here and Thank for being you, so vulnerable. Don't you agree, Mugami? No, this has been really good. Yeah. I enjoyed this conversation. No, thank you for inviting me. And I, I get very, I really appreciate being given every platform to talk about this thing because this thing is a, it's yeah. another whole monster. And maybe we should do another episode to get into the day-to-day of yeah. someone with a mental illness. Mm. So Absolutely. before we close this quickly, I just would like want to mention this week, Monday, I was crying uncontrollably. Tuesday, I was slightly better. Wednesday, I was good. Thursday morning, I was good. Friday afternoon, I wasn't. Mm. So it's like a roller coaster. Yeah, it's like a mm. roller coaster. Then this morning when I woke up, I was good. But by the time I got to your reception, mm. I'm, I'm feeling like my brain is not. That's why you're seeing me like I'm hanging a bit. Mm. Yeah, so now that brain fog is there. You know, mm-hmm. but then I can come for another episode, and that brain for Goon be there, and be, I'll be able to do the yeah. session till the end. So yeah, mm-hmm. so I think you never know. yeah, we need to do a Definitely. one of those. I, yeah. I think that's necessary. Like yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank well, you so thank much. You thank here. you to all our listeners. If you or someone you know is struggling with any of the mental health issues we discussed today, please do seek professional help, whether whether that be a counselor or your doctor. Also approach Let's Go Mental Kenya. You can also open up and share your feelings and mental health issues anonymously without fear of judgment on bonga www.bonga.or.ke this is a safe space where you can start the healing process please also follow me for more mental health tips mindfulness meditations and lots more on my social media at just june and you can find me on instagram at it's mugambi thank you to play out the show warieme's final song choice which is goodness of god by bethel music this has been mindfulness music and more with me shalini bala lucas and me mogambin tega we're grateful to all of you for your time today thank you for listening and until next week stay, stay happy, happy be, be mindful. mindful i love you lord oh your mercy never fails me and all my days I've been held in your head From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing Of the goodness of God Goodness of God
for goodness of God. I'm gonna 